While Unabashed You started for women, it became clear men are benefiting from the content, so we've decided to refresh the brand a bit. You will still see the pair with the teal background and the name Unabashed You stays the same. Instead of women talking about stuff, because that is no longer accurate, we've moved to conversations to become who you already are. On the website, it goes on to say, be who you are without apology, as you are one of a kind without equal. These conversations will help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. So listen, read, and be inspired. And today, I say thanks for joining us. Zest. This woman has it in spades. She is fun, funny, and vivacious. You'll be able to hear all that and more in this conversation with Liz Fletcher. We met in an Instagram course. Honestly, I had to be schooled in social media as there was so much to figure out. Liz has gone from men's to women's fashion, and now she's celebrating 25 years in the jewelry business. She has some remarkable things to say. Liz loves jewelry and her posts are beautiful. I was delighted when we made a connection on Instagram. She's a consistent, warm, thoughtful engager. She is our guest today for Insta Summer, but as she pointed out in Australia, it is winter. I hadn't thought of that being in the US. It did take us a while to schedule with a 17 hour difference. We persevered as women do, and now we get to have the long awaited conversation. Welcome to the show, Liz. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's oh, awesome. it's, I think it's my, my first podcast. So. Oh, that just makes me so happy. That makes me so happy. <laughs> really does. All right. Anything you want the listeners to know before we get started? Um, well, my name is Lizzie Fletcher, and I've been in the jury industry for 25 years, and I just celebrated it the other day. Yes, and we're going to circle back to that because I definitely wanted to talk about the the, the big milestone. It's really wonderful. What three words would you use to describe yourself? Um, fun, loving, cheeky. <laughs> I can't even tell you how perfect those words are because your posts and everything you do are fun and loving and cheeky. <laughs> so that's just perfect. You know yourself well. That's great. That comes across for sure. All right. So this is like an icebreaker. It's You're going to say three things about yourself. One of them will not be true. We call it two truths and a lie. So I have to kind of see if I can guess which one is not true. So three things about yourself. Um, I drive... 55 kilometers, 55,000 kilometers a year. Ooh. I have been in the fashion and jewelry industry for nearly 50 years. Ooh. And the third one is I love working on the computer. <laughs> okay, you drive 55,000 kilometers a year. You've been in the fashion and jewelry industry for 50 years. And the last one is you you love to work on the computer. <laughs> I'm going to guess the lie is that you love to work on the computer. 
Is that the lie? <laughs> okay. Yes, definitely. I'm not a computer person. I much prefer to either speak on the phone or do writing and I do everything by hand. So oh. I do use my mobile phone for the Instagram, but I am not really big on computers. My partner has bought me a computer in every colour. So I've got a white one, a black one, a red one, a tablet, you name it. But my attention span only lasts for about half an hour to an hour and then I'm off because I I can't even sit still. I'm full of energy and like to move around. And Oh, and I can see that. I bet you're a dancer, Liz. Are you a dancer? Yes. I, I think Definitely. I've, seen, I've always liked dancing. Yeah, I think I've seen some posts about, about dancing. Well, you know, for somebody who doesn't really love the computer, I will say you have a very strong and consistent presence on Instagram. I mean, you really, especially if you're doing it from your phone, which is, let's face it, that is a, a small computer. I mean, it just is. And you, you, you really, you get a lot of great content out there. So you're, you're, hey, you're hitting a home run right there. Okay, so the other things are true. So I'm going to guess that the 55,000 kilometers has to do with your business. Yes, I do a yes. lot of driving. So because you're getting out and making sure that everybody sees your stuff, buys your stuff, stores are carrying your stuff, that sort of thing. Exactly. All right. And that's, and that's good because you, yeah. you, you want to be able to get your stuff out there. And your stuff is really unique. And we're getting into more of that later. And then your second one was, okay, so you've been, we know you've been in the jewelry business for 25 years. So you've also uh, been in the fashion business as well. What does that look yeah. like? Well, that's how it all started when I was about 15. I got into working for a menswear store. They asked me, you know, would I like to work there? And I said, yes. <laughs> Not knowing, and there were, the, there were the days when they only paid you $2 an hour. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I learned I was in my school uniform at the time, so I made sure I dressed up and I learned a lot about menswear. Naturally, being young, you know, the guys sort of liked me, but um, I was I discovered that I was good at dressing men, and then later on, I went into dressing women. Isn't that something that you were just asked to do this on a whim? And that you you actually had a natural gift for this. And here you still are in an extremely related industry because fashion, jewelry is a part of fashion. I don't even know how you have fashion without jewelry. Exactly. It all goes together. It all goes together. Anything of anything of adornment. Something you can put on and then you know it can change your whole look. And then you can then add something like some jewellery or, you know, different handbag or different accessories and it can make you look so much better. Yes, I agree. Okay, we're going to get to more of that in a minute. One of your favourite movies of all time? Bombshell. Oh, Bombshell. Is that Nicole Kidman, Charlize Theron? And who's the third one? Um... I can't remember. I can't remember right now either. I I see them, but I can't remember the name. I can't remember who the guy's about. But the reason I liked it so much is that when I was watching it, I had no idea that it was a real story. (gasps) And then then my girlfriend halfway through the movie, because we went to the opening before everyone else saw it, 
Yes. And she said in my ear, this is a real story. And I went, really? <laughs> wow. I thought it was just, a, you know, another story. And then I, I actually went back and saw it again with my daughter, Bianca, and then I went, oh, it really, you know, said a lot. You know, yes. with the movement and all the things that men were getting away with and somehow it resonated with me and I was very glad that they wrote a movie and made it clear and, you know, you can't do that anymore. Right, and you, having been in those, especially you started in the men's part of fashion, you have, I have no doubt, seen this and experienced this firsthand on some level, whether it was, Um, you know, huge or minor. I really learned early not to mix business with pleasure. (laughs) Okay, good. I always kept it separate. Of course, you know, a few guys might um, like you or fancy you, but I grew up with two brothers, so I knew how to handle them, and um, no one got the better of me. Yeah, you could hold your own, no problem. I can see that. Yes. And I bet you have imparted that to your daughter, Bianca, as well, that she's her own woman and she does not have to take any kind of business from anybody that she you know exactly yeah oh very and good I, I've got two, I've got two daughters so they're both oh, two daughters. yes I've got Bianca and Sophia and I um gave them lots of choices which I didn't mm. have when I was growing up but the good thing is they're responsible with their choices oh so had all the freedom but they didn't go crazy that sounds like you did a really fabulous job of allowing them to learn and find their way a little more independently maybe than the average parent would do it. And I think in hindsight, looking back at, you know, the our our kids that we raised and everything, I think I, if I had to do it over again, I probably would have done more of that. Certainly we did some of that, but I think I would have done even more of that. Yeah. So that's a good one. Is that how you were raised or you just thought, no, I want to do this very differently than the way I was raised. Yeah, totally. I was um, brought up in a very religious household. Mm-hmm. My, parent, my father was um, actually a preacher and also he was in sales. So that's where I get my personality and the, <laughs> and the, and the drive because I saw him always on the move. And my mother also ran a business. She started doing it at 45 and she looked after elderly people. We had a beautiful, massive, big house and, you know, eight bathrooms, 10 bedrooms, and we looked after elderly people. And it was like a very, very luxurious retirement village. Before you went into the, um, you know, the rest home, this is before that transitional time. They don't do it now. They've cut all that out. But those days they were available. And my mother started her business at 45. So she worked seven days a week. So I really am a bit of a workaholic. I saw my mother working and my father working. It was a go, go, go household. Well, those are good qualities, good qualities to have. But I imagine, though, as you've, as you've gotten older, as we all are getting older, that you have very much incorporated play into who you are now. 
definitely, I was always cheeky from a little girl. I always got told I talk too much all my <laughs> life, but it still didn't stop me. Good, good. And when I, stopped, when I stopped talking, that's when everyone would worry because I think, what's the matter with Liz? She's not talking. No, that's so funny. That's so funny. So speaking of, of inspiration, because it sounds like both of your parents inspired, inspired you, can, uh, name a woman that inspires you. My best girlfriend, her name was Deborah. I met her when I was 19 and I worked in this most beautiful upmarket boutique that you could ever imagine called House of Maryvale in Melbourne in Collins Street, which is the street. Uh-huh. And before that I was doing modelling and then I was sort of, you know, how actors do waitressing jobs. So yes. I was sort of doing modelling and then I thought, oh, I'll just, you know, pop back into retail because I'd been doing retail off and on. And before you even work there, you have to get two hours uh, a free trial that didn't, you know, they didn't pay you to see if you were good enough. Oh, gosh. That's how strict they were. And luckily, Deb, she was my manager. Um, she saw the potential in me. Mm. And I was also lucky on that day because a lady came up and said, I'll just hand it me this cardigan that was worth about $300. And this is in the late 70s. <laughs> and she said, I'll take that. And that really helped my sales. Um, you know, I got the job through her and, and Debbie seeing the potential in me. And then, you know, um, eventually we became best friends and I used to look forward to seeing what she would wear every day and her makeup and her hair. I was just in love with her. <laughs> and, and eventually we became friends and, um, you know, we were together on and off for, for a long time. I mean, she sadly passed away when she turned 60. Oh, but I'm, I'm also friends. I'm also friends with her daughter. Marianne. Oh, incredible! She's just like a mother. Oh, that's wonderful. A piece of her in that way lives on. That's beautiful. Really beautiful. Yeah. I'm really glad you got to have that friendship with her for those many years. And of course, you remember her and hold her close to your heart. Now, a piece of wisdom you keep handy. Maybe this is something that Deborah taught you, or you're you're a hardworking parents. But what what's something you keep handy? Um. Mine is never be afraid to ask. Oh, yes. Never anything, be. Every, every job opportunity in my life has either mainly by asking. And I oh. say that to my daughters. They can only say no, but then they might say yes. Oh. And most of the time they do. And it's a bit like asking the universe too. You know, if you need something or want something, you put out to the universe because they listen and then it comes true. That's really amazing. Wow. Yeah, it's it doesn't hurt to ask. You're absolutely right. That is a really good piece of wisdom for I think you know people are afraid to put themselves out there, but you're right. If the worst thing they can say is no, no, thank you. So that obviously wasn't the right direction for you anyway. So move on to another another way. That's it. It's just like we you know with all my um customers jewelry retailers that I have to see you know I have to make an appointment with them first I just don't drive out there and hope for the best and uh you know you talk to them and they might be saying no 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 and somehow you know you turn it around and before you know they go yes I love to see you Lynn Woo-hoo! so there you go so you have to be consistent too in the in the asking but you know not pushy I'm not pushy at all but I know you have to have that focus and then you know things will 
become real? Well, I, I, the word finesse comes to my mind when I think of how you probably operate in the world is that you've, you've got the finesse. I mean, you, you can read the room, you, you know, you have uh, high quality products and you know that their, their customers are going to want what you have. They just, you just, you know, just, you know, you are able to be who you are in that moment of making the appointment and then showing them. And I'm sure nine times out of 10 or more, you know, they love what you have because it's so unique, which brings us to your passion. As you said, you are celebrating 25 years of being in the jewelry business. And then on your Instagram bio, you say knowing happiness never goes out of style, which I thought was really a a beautiful way to talk about yourself, your life, and then also jewelry. And then I, I love that you say jewelry speaks, that speaks a story because different pieces do bring up different stories for us. So how did you decide, or maybe you asked, how did you, how did you make the, the, the shift from clothing? You went from men to women's and then over to jewelry. How did that shift happen? Um, it was all through one recommendation. I had a girlfriend who I met on the road called Lisa and she was sitting down with this jewelry designer called Monique and Monique said, I'm looking for a sales rep. Do you know anyone? (laughs) And my girlfriend said, Liz Fletcher. (laughs) So overnight I went from the fashion and I went into fine jewelry. So I used to sell costume jewelry. I've sold belts, beautiful shoes, clothing, knitwear, everything, wholesale and retail. And then I just, you know, I got sick of fashion a bit because everything started to be made in China mm-hmm. and everyone wanted lower quality and I don't like, you know, mass produce of anything, to be honest. So I went into the jewelry industry. So I learned along the way and, and uh, I went to all the different states. I went to Victoria, mm. Queensland. That's where all the driving came into it. And so, uh, you know, finally met all my, made some new customers and built up my um, base from there. What? So I, did, I always change and do things and it's like a week in between. It's like when I went from working full-time at a fashion boutique after I came back from Crete and then got this opportunity offered to me. So within a week, I'd open my own boutique. Oh, my goodness. You are a go-getter. Well, it just happens, you know, when it just comes to you and you don't even realise at the time that if you think about it too much, you can talk yourself out of it. So That's absolutely true. Absolutely I true. Went, so I opened my own boutique at 22 and then I got into the fashion, into the jewellery industry at 30, 35. Okay, so I want to know, as somebody who doesn't really necessarily understand, um, you know, the jewelry industry, do you uh, search out like particular pieces or kinds of jewelry? How do you end up with the jewelry that then you turn around and either sell to other jewelry people or directly to a client? Um, With jewelry, it's all very... Um, in-house they don't advertise because of the trust value you know they just can't hand over a complete stranger all this jewelry that's worth fortune but once I started with uh, 
Monique. From there, I've, I found other suppliers and I thought, oh, my God, I love their jewellery. So once again, I would ask, hi, <laughs> I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking for another range and I'm, I, do, I go here and I go there and I have lots of clients and, and then, you know, you all come together. So at the moment, I have about five different designers. Some are made in Melbourne. I try and keep things made here which, you know, it's more personalised and you're supporting other people. And then I have other ranges from Germany, Italy, Greece, um, yeah, those, those countries. Wow. Okay, so okay, so you're representing these five different lines, uh, and I, I love the focus on local being one of them. That's a great way to give back. Does that mean then that you have to travel the world like to those places i just no i don't have to any traveling i do is seeing my customers okay it's like it's like you having a beautiful jewelry range that you created and you love and but you don't have any customers where i have all the customers got it so you, you put them together and then i get the beautiful job of making the appointment driving to their you know beautiful gorgeous jewelish stores that you know just gorgeous to be in and then I show them all the collections not uh-huh. all of them. sometimes they only might want the diamonds or other times they might just want the pearls that's you know you all have different customers for different ranges too right wow that's so fascinating and then I'm I'm guessing this is like mid to higher end range jewelry in terms of cost you're not you're not doing yeah. inexpensive stuff you're doing like unique middle to up market yeah you know i want my i want my customers to come back to me i don't want them coming back to me saying the stone's fallen out or it's broken you know if they sell it to a customer i mean you get a few of those but generally and i only can get excited about something that I'd like myself. Oh, I like that. That's a good barometer, right? D- deciding if you like it, yeah, then that's... that's it. How can yes. you show something to someone and you don't like it? It, it would, would show for me. Oh, anyway. my gosh. That's a good point. Like with, yeah. It's like with fashion, you know, if I put you in a beautiful outfit and I don't like it, I'll pull a face and go, no, nah, take that off. <laughs> well, it's best to be honest because customers come back. They remember. Yes. Okay, so you you like jewelry that speaks a story. So, do you have a favorite piece of jewelry that speaks a story for you? Yes, I love Art Deco. It's one of my favorites, and I have a beautiful Art Deco and diamond ring, which I designed. But the, mm. the designer's from Russia, and he learned with the Fabergé, so his workmanship is extraordinary. And he does all the beautiful filigree and milgram work. So I've been with him for 21 years, longer mm. than some marriages, I say. <laughs> and um, we've, we've been working together. And he does most, you know, beautiful Art Deco-inspired designs because he specialises in that. And that's one of my favourite things too, just like I also like black and white movies and anything that's got a bit of an Art Deco flavour. Right. Okay, so that speaks the story to you, uh, the friendship you have, the craftsmanship he has, and then also that period of time, the style that you love so much. Yes. That's the story it tells. Have you given your girls special pieces of jewelry that are that have become a story for them? 
Yes, um, I've both, I've given them both beautiful antique heart um, pendants on a gold mm. chain because I used to sell antiques to one stage, which was fantastic. Um, so I've given those as gifts. And along the way, I've, you know, given them jewellery because they've got different styles to me. They've got their own style. And they're just really in their 20s, they're starting to get into it, where I fell in love with it at 13 and couldn't wear enough. <laughs> and I had no influence from anyone either. My parents didn't wear, my, my mother never wore jewellery, didn't wear makeup, didn't do anything. I don't know where I got it from, but trust me, when I discovered it, there was no stopping me. Well, you came that way because some, don't you think sometimes like you've got two girls and I imagine that they're very different and that they, they came the way you, you could see in them, you know, differences and they were their own people already from the get go. Exactly. Yes. They're yeah. totally different, but they're intelligent. Um, they can see through people much better than me. <laughs> they're really clever um and they're both you know in doing art too so they're oh, both artistic. Wow. And I, I'm artistic also so and I also mother daughter does some has done her degree in biochemical science because my partner oh. is also very scientific so they've sort of oh. got the best of both worlds oh my goodness Oh my goodness! What's next for you, Liz? I mean, you're 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 just you're just doing so well. You love what you do. That that much is evident. Are there still some things you're trying to? Yeah, well, because I because I haven't been able to go on the road since last March when the lockdown started. Yes. This is our seventh lockdown in Melbourne, so that prevents me from going on the road. So I thought, what can I do to get out there? because I'm so used to seeing everyone face-to-face, including, you know, I also do private showing sometimes with my friends. So I decided that Instagram was the way to go, and I started doing that. And then, you know, in I'd started up with Carla, and that's how mm-hmm. I met you and all those gorgeous other amazing women. <laughs> We're all on the same journey together, so I absolutely love that. Yes. Even if you're all, both of you are in America, but that's all right. One day we'll all meet. Yes. And, I'm um, um, being with my partner Stefan. We've been building a website, Ooh. and soon I will be launching that. So I've been very busy every day, taking photos and writing captions. And I actually did a, my first reel the other day, so I've got to start doing more of that. Because <laughs> it's not so much. I'm not afraid of being in front of the camera, but it's just um, keep thinking you don't look good enough on the day. Oh no, I couldn't do that now. You know how you do that? Yes. You see, you see yourself, you think, oh, my God, I look like a wreck. Because when you're, not that I really am, but, you know, when you're in lockdown, you're in a different mode. You're not oh, getting yes. up and getting dressed up to go anywhere. You're just sort of thinking, oh, I can be really relaxed. And But I have been very creative. I do love doing display merchandising because I did all that when I was in the fashion retail. And um, it's all sort of come together now. I, that is so fantastic that you are going to launch a website and that that came, that was a good thing that came out of COVID. And I, I find that as horrible as that time was, there have been a lot of really good things to come out of that. So I'm, I'm very <laughs> thankful and grateful for that. And I can't wait to come back around with you when you have the website so that we can 
you know, uh, send people there and help help you make make it a success. Yes, I'm looking forward to that because everyone said to me for years, you know, go online, go online. I think, no, I don't need to. You know, I didn't see everyone face to face. Why do I want to go on a computer? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But here we are and everyone goes online now. So like they say, if you can't beat them, join them. That's right. Liz, this has been such a treat. I'm so, um, I'm just so excited that you said yes, that you wanted to come on the show and that we got to connect in real time. And this Insta summer, of course, it's winter for you, but the series has been so much greater than I thought it in my mind. It was like, oh my gosh, how is that going to be? I'm going to be talking to people I've never talked to before. And yet it has been guest after guest after guest, it has blown me away with the connection that we've already established. We're just bringing it another layer, another dimension to the connection we already have. And it's been a a fantastic, wonderful adventure. And I'm glad I said yes to myself because I could have talked myself out of that, you know, like, well, you can't do that, you know, but the self-talk of doubt and all of that. It's like, no, yeah, I can. I'm doing it. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love it and I admire it. And I've listened to so many of your podcasts and they're so inspiring. And Mm. you talk to all sorts of people in different walks of life. And I just love people and I love listening to their stories. I find, you know, people fascinating. And, I, you know, if I do meet people, I remember everything about them, you know, their star sign, what they wore, what they said. Sometimes it freaks people out, but I do have (laughs) a incredibly good memory which really helps when you're in sales yeah everyone loves to be remembered and that's why I called it remember me accessories yes we all love to be remembered and we also love to remember what we wore or how we felt on that day how we looked I mean yes. it's not just a, not just the superficial I'm talking about how you feel inside and yes. comfortable within yourself because I dress and love dressing up but I make sure I always feel comfortable so you can still look, you know, fantastic, but you don't have to be in pain. Oh, absolutely. I don't wear super high shoes anymore. No, know, me. Yeah, me neither. It's got to be comfortable or forget it. Cute, comfortable and cute can go together. They absolutely and, can. And it's so funny. I was looking, I found this because, you know, there's so much time on your hands. I found this folder and it, when I had my boutique, I used to write a, um, in the, for the local paper about mm. fashion. I had fashion by Liz and a little picture of me and then I'd talk about fashion. And I had wow. a little laugh because it said something about shoes and saying, now, if you're going out wearing shoes, it's a good idea to have them on. <laughs> I mean, it was really silly, but it's obvious, you know, when you go out, you do wear shoes. But I wrote about your shoes and make sure you wear comfortable shoes. Way back then I must have been into it and saying, you know, because you don't want, your poor feet to feel the consequences of wearing high shoes for a long period of time. <laughs> exactly. It's not worth it. It's not. And I think a lot of women have to go through that to come out the other side to say, you know what, it's not worth it. I don't care. I gave them up when I had the, my, my children. Oh yeah. You can't run out. Yeah. Wearing, wearing high shoes and then breaking your neck with your baby in your arms. It wouldn't go no, down. well. No, that would not go down well at all. Well, say I am um, celebrating with you, congratulating you for your 25 years of being in the jewelry business and all of the wisdom and 
fun that you bring to your Instagram posts and I'm so happy that we connected. I thank you for this time and a big shout out and thank you to Stefan for helping us launch and get, get this conversation going. So it's, you know what, that's great. (laughs) Yeah. Give him a big thank you and a hug from me. And, um, and one last thank you, Liz, you, as I said, in the intro, you are, so kind and so generous and so very consistent with your encouraging words. I, I'm very grateful for that because you, you don't necessarily have that or get that. I don't want to say from everyone, because obviously everyone can't be that way, but you know, it's not like we were friends before. And now of course I'm expecting you to be encouraging. No, 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 that's not it. We connected through Instagram and now we are uh, encouraging one another in our in our different paths and I I think it's wonderful and thank you also for being an avid listener of Unabashed You so that you know women can um, be who they are without apology and men now we've got men listening too yeah but just be who you are don't you don't be who you are that's it that's it that's it that's it be who, be you, be you. Thank you, Liz, my dear. I'm so grateful. And we will be in touch very soon and see you on Instagram. Woo-hoo! Fantastic. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. One of my favorite takeaways from our time together is the wisdom of never be afraid to ask. The worst thing to happen is you will get a no. And if you do, dust yourself off and carry on. You will survive. You may even thrive, just ask Liz. Almost every opportunity she has had has come from putting herself out there. And I love that she has taught that same life principle to her daughters. Like Liz, let's not be afraid of no. The Unabashed You website has a guest page of photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. Still waiting on West Virginia and Rhode Island to discover us. Our social media accounts are Instagram and Facebook, Unabashed You. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedyou at gmail.com for questions, comments, etc. If you want to be on our weekly email list highlighting that week's episode, give me a shout. I'd be happy to add you and we will not share your information. We build upon website visits, social media, and word of mouth to share these episodes. We are grateful for growth. Knowing these episodes and conversations help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. So, Continue to listen, read, and be inspired. Our blessing? Harness the power of today. Seize the blessings of today. Make something happen. Enhance your life. Make someone laugh. Help a friend. Love, love, love. That is by Steve Maraboli. And amen to that. So go on, go love, be unabashed.